All right. Thank you guys for having us back. So Rahul, uh, with your cryptocurrency and, you know, how you're big on Bitcoin, Ethereum and all that. So how does, can you like give us a brief introduction on how Bitcoin yeah. and crypto really works? Because we're not really sure about that. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to defer to books that are probably going to give you a better nuanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these three books I read and they gave me a basic understanding, which then gave me some basic level of confidence. Um, read, um, what is it called? Uh, Digital Gold by Nathaniel Popper. Mm-hmm. Blockchain Revolution by Dan and Alex Tapscott. And then Crypto Assets by Chris Berninski and Jack Tatter. Crypto Assets is a really great book. They're all great, but that's a really great book. <coughs> Excuse me, because it's basically the intelligent investor for crypto. I got you, yeah. Right, so what Benjamin Grab did for the stock market and stocks and bonds, these guys did for crypto. The basic understanding is that crypto is, I, th- I think a big reason why people have a fear of crypto is because they lack the context. Yeah. So crypto is run by a tech called blockchain. Blockchain is usually the underlying tech behind Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, any sort of crypto asset. Blockchain, in order to understand blockchain, we need to get context of how the human species actually works. I, okay, and, interesting. And, and how we've like created power structures. Okay. The way the human, human species has created power structures, more or less, has been there's always some central authority. So if it's a tribal leader, it's a pope, it's a CEO, it's a president, it's a dictator, it's a this or that. It's a company. And so we're all used to having the rules of the game that we're all playing set by one entity. Mm-hmm. Now, when mm-hmm. that happens, uh, a couple of, there's a couple of cons to it is that that one entity can always change the game anytime they want. And when that entity gets hacked, everybody else's stuff gets hacked as well. Everyone loses that. Yeah. Blockchain flips that completely on its head. Okay. Where there is the there are rules of the game, there is a sense of security and privacy, let's say, and trust without having a central point of authority. And that's a really hard thing to understand because it makes no sense. <laughs> right? So, mm-hmm. so this is this is why I guess what we were talking about um, before with economic incentives. Mm -hmm. The way you build the trust in a network of people that have no real reason to trust each other is you create economic incentives for them to actually abide by the rules. So how does that work with crypto? Right, so now my basic understanding of crypto, and I think this is how like Bitcoin works, is you basically have three actors in the system Right. Mm-hmm. You've got the general public who's going to use Bitcoin to transact. Um, then you have the software developers who are going to actually create the updates and the software for the blockchain itself. And blockchain is just a, is a decentralized, open sourced, everybody has access to ledger. Gotcha. A okay. Ledger is just a list of transactions. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, the miners who are going to add transactions to the blockchain or add blocks to the blockchain. 
And as a result, they're going to capture uh, some Bitcoin. It's basically like a gold miner mining for gold. They have the tools, they have the, the, the drills and whatnot to find the gold, to get the gold, and they will be rewarded some of the gold. Okay. Kind of makes sense. So it's like this triangular kind of a thing. And if I botch this, the books uh, completely like explain this beautifully. Yeah, for sure. But I think it's making some more sense. Right. So the miners, they get the... So, the, so, they get so, the so, so, so when people use Bitcoin and they send Bitcoin from one person to another, right? Mm -hmm. Those transactions need to get added to the ledger. Okay. Okay. Now those transactions, because it's all math and computation and algorithms, it it come it, it it gets it gets sorted into a box, or let's say for lack of a better word, a box or a block. That block comes with something known as a hash code, which is like some kind of a security code that needs to be solved for. Okay. okay. All the miners rush to try to solve this hash code. Interesting. Why do they do that? Because if they're the ones that win, if, if I'm the one that wins, what do I get in return? I get Bitcoin. Okay. Oh. So this, this is where the token comes into play. I see. So I get Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is valuable because I trust it to be valuable. I mean, at least in the beginning, it's all trust. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 Bitcoin comes out of the frustration of the legacy financial systems. Right. So that's where that emotional trust comes from in the beginning. The internet is, is like, I want to be able to pass around information from me to you much more quickly than mailing you something. So the beginning people that get involved are like renegades, mavericks, hate the system kind of people, kind of, sort of. Mm -hmm. I see. Right. So the people who first go into crypto. Yeah. So so the people that first started using Bitcoin are these outsiders and like yeah. people outside the system. It's kind of like people who first started using Amazon in oh, 1995, okay. four, three. It's like what the f is Amazon? First of all, what the f is the internet? Second of all, and why would you ever ever buy a book from somebody that you never met? over this thing that I don't even understand from a company that has no physical location. Makes no sense. So yeah, and that's where trust kind of comes in. I don't know yeah. what you're saying. Well, so at this point, it's, it's that the public trusts that they can make the transaction and they'll have some future economic growth from that transaction. And yeah. it all comes in that, that fear that maybe what happens if it, it all sums up to nothing for them so sure. that they, have, they sort of have to climb over this, I guess, right? Right. So Bitcoin originally started as this substitute monetary system to the dollar and fiat currency. Mm -hmm. right. Now it's sort of graduating to this thing where it's like, okay, it may not become dollar, a substitute of the dollar, but it could become the substitute to gold. I so, see. So it won't like a separate security almost. So a separate way, a storage of wealth. Okay. Gotcha. And this becomes really useful in countries where there's hyperinflation, so like Venezuela. This becomes yeah. like, or um, maybe Brazil, or or any sort of country where like the government is just not there to instill the trust in the fiat currency of that country, so that the prices don't fluctuate crazily. So yeah, and it's on the internet, and it's anonymous, and you can pass it around 
relatively quickly and more quickly than you would through MoneyGram or Western Union or, you know, so like um, what is it called reparation payments. So, if I, so I, I live in America. My family is in India. I have to pass money. I have to send money back. Oh, I see. Right. Mm-hmm. So my parents. Remittances? Just, yeah, remittances or yeah, remittances, Remit, remittances. Or like rem- right. one of the, yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those, it's one of those fancy words. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, so, so, so now we start to understand, okay, these are the use cases for Bitcoin. These are potentially use cases. This is how it's going to be useful and create value. Now, of course, it's like a speculative asset and whatnot. It doesn't have any inherent value because you can't touch it. It doesn't produce anything in and of itself, which is why a lot of people may not like it. This is why, like, if you talk to a real estate investor, he's like, I don't want Bitcoin. If you talk to Warren Buffett, he's like, I don't want Bitcoin because it doesn't produce anything in and of itself. Okay. But it's just all the craze now. My, my whole thing is like in the future, blockchain and certain assets are going to help build out the future infrastructure of the internet of how we pass around assets, whether that's information, whether that's wealth, whether that's medical contracts, whether that's real estate contracts, stocks, dividends. Crypto is going to basically permeate every single industry, just like the internet has permeated every industry. And these books, again, like blockchain revolution is really going to talk about that. I, yeah, I really agree because, you know, the whole world is started with the internet. Now, you know, we're going into like more technology. And I think cryptocurrency makes sense with the trend that we're going to, because crypto is like, you know, online with the touch of a thing, like a touch of a button, you can send payments. So I just, I agree with you. I think cryptocurrency should be, because like there's obviously some debate right with like if it's going to like end up taking over or not but like i think yeah. it's going to be one thing where everyone's just going to be using online you know banking have this online asset or yeah. online currency yeah, yeah and the crazy thing is like it's going to get even wilder like ethereum mm-hmm. is going to make things really wild because a whole you know how i was talking about like the power structures with the community yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Imagine like Uber without Uber, but you get the service, but you don't have a company called Uber heading the whole thing. It's a community run ride sharing service. So like mini taxis? I don't know how it's going to look, but it's like (laughs) the way that Ethereum works is like you can create um, decentralized companies. You can create decentralized services, decentralized apps. So you're going to have the services that we have just maybe without a board of executives. Oh, okay. So question, it, would that be illegal like to have that kind of thing? Who knows? Because the whole legality of it and the justice, because it, it what's going to be a challenge for crypto, I guess, is marrying the new system with the <coughs> old system so that the old system, because the old system has all the power, is not going to somehow... Um, I don't know, get left behind or feel left behind or whatever. But I, I think tech is going to win over in some shape or form or some hybrid is going to be. Or there, there are also like, I think Cardano is really interesting because that's trying to do what Bitcoin was trying to do, which is become a money system. But their whole thing is like, let's link the legacy system with the new blockchain exchange system. So how do we do that? And that's their whole premise. That's the whole thing. So the reason I got into crypto is because it didn't go away. Mm -hmm. I see. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin, 
crypto, blockchain, all these words have been around for the last 10, 12 years, and people keep talking about it. They also keep talking about how there's a bubble and then it bursts. There's a bubble, then it bursts. But it's never gone to zero. So I use that personally as an indicator of, oh, I should learn about this thing. And then as I learned and self-educated, and again, I don't have a nuanced understanding of it. I don't have like the computer programmer understanding of it, but I have a basic understanding of it to give me enough confidence to be like, I think this is going to be a really good long-term investment. And it's going to be scary getting in now because it's so volatile and there's so much noise. But I think the fundamentals are strong and that trust circle is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Because if you look at the internet, I don't know how the internet works. I don't know how we're doing this right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what HTTPS means. I don't know what protocol is, IP address. I don't know. But I know what I can do. Mm -hmm. I know how I can use the internet to connect with you. I know what a podcast is. I know what social media is. I know how to use it. And I think that's potentially what's going to happen with crypto is like, and certain projects in crypto is like, people aren't going to understand the underlying tech, but they're going to understand the use and they're going to start using it. And believing in your investment, I think is the biggest thing for, especially for beginner investments to investors to think about, because at least when I was first getting into uh, financial education, uh, not even financial education, I guess, investing in general, I, I used to search up best stocks to buy, even though I couldn't even buy stocks because I thought that was going to help me learn. But yeah. you have to do your own research to learn what's going on in that company that you actually believe in what they're doing. And that's when that'll be a good investment for you. Uh, yeah, I, I think with something like crypto, there's probably a large, I don't know, perhaps a larger leap of faith because there's so little history. And there are no balance sheets and asset sheets and income statements to read like you can with a company. Um, I think the way I look at crypto and the way I choose to invest in certain coins is like, maybe I'll find a tip from another influencer. And then I'll be like, okay, there's this thing called Cardano. What is it? Let's try to find the white paper. The white paper is where you're going to see the logistical plan. The blueprint. I got. Mm-hmm. So the white papers are usually where you're gonna find uh, what what are what are the, what's the problem that they're trying to solve. What are the use cases potential? How are they building this thing? Is it a decentralized blockchain? Um, and who's in charge of it? In or who's like the lead programmer developer in the beginning? Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can find like YouTube video. Like I, there's like a great YouTube video on Cardano. There's a lot of content. Yeah. 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 So it's literally the lead developer. Uh, I think his name is Haskell or Haskell. And he is literally breaking it down on a whiteboard for like 45 minutes. And I was like, I watched that and I was like, I'm investing in this. And at that That's time great. he was trading at like two cents, one cent. And now it's like at 85. Wow. And then did you believe in it after watching all that content? Yeah. And that's what you realized. Yeah. So I had one quick question because you obviously are a big supporter of it. But then on the other side of the coin, my dad, when I asked him, hey, do you invest in Bitcoin or, you know, crypto? He says I doesn't. And the big question that he posed to me was, if I invest in Bitcoin and let's say Bitcoin becomes like the currency that everyone uses, sure. what happens to the other ones? Like what happens to Ethereum? What happens to the other kinds of cryptocurrency? So what would happen? And that's Well, that's where it's like, it's like asking if I invest in Tesla, what's going to happen to Google? I see. So they're not necessarily the same thing. No, they don't have the same ambitions. 
right so it's not supposed to be like a like you're gonna pay for coffee with bitcoin right it's not gonna be like you, that you, it's gonna be you can but you're not gonna pay for coffee with ethereum you're so going to try and build an app with ethereum okay okay because so, ethereum is trying to become a world com app store computer upon which you can build apps and and whatever games or or whatever bitcoin is trying to become some sense of storage of wealth like a currency okay. yeah or like gold gotcha okay. because when i hear cryptocurrency right it's like it so are we supposed to take that at face like it's a going to be a like digital currency or yeah i think is like, it a broader trend no assets they break this down they break it down to like there's cryptocurrencies, there's crypto commodities, and there's crypto tokens or something. So, I see. so cryptocurrencies like currency, like we have mm -hmm. crypto commodities are like commodities. So what are commodities like raw materials, raw cool. materials upon which you can use to then create crypto tokens or like apps. So that would be Ethereum, right? So that would be like in a real world example would be like gold is the commodity mm -hmm, right. i use gold to make a gold necklace so now i have a product okay. then i sell the product and i get currency called the dollar so okay. i can use ethereum to build out an app and then i can charge people for that app and they can pay me in bitcoin Oh, wow. okay. that makes a lot of sense. I think that's yeah. basically how it works. That's that's like the three different classes. So they're all interconnected, but not exactly yeah. the same thing. Crypto is basically taking the tangible world and digitizing it completely. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so nice. hard to understand because you can't touch the digital world, but it does affect your life. Yeah. And the and trend is the trend is yeah. we're going to be digital, you know, like, because it's just a matter of convenience. We're after right. convenience. And I think blockchain is going to help do that. I mean, um, again, I'm not an expert, so please read these books yeah. and like, you know, do your own research. But from what I have gathered and what I have learned and what I have been, um, you know, observing and just reading and uh, watching on YouTube is just like super, super interesting. And I want to, it's exciting to be on the cutting, uh, what feels like the cutting edge of something that might become the norm. It, it would be the equivalent of investing in Amazon circa 1997 or Google. Wow. Even now? like I mean, Bitcoin's yeah, because kind of... it's still not like... Underground? It's still... it's like it... the, 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 There's still so much uh, pent-up potential in it. It's just becoming more and more mainstream and on the tips. But then there are other coins that might come up. So it might be like... Um, yeah, so, 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 so there's just a bunch like Bitcoin and Ethereum are the biggest, but those aren't the only two things to invest in. Mm -hmm.